we are recording. We're recording too. All right, do we have everything? Do we have everyone? We're gonna be on the podcast. Yeah, there's a podcast. Okay. You wait for. Hello. Hi. I'm calling this lecture Black Holes and Revelations, as you'll see later. Revelations is the big, the big word there. Um, as a background, I taught physics last year at high school, so this will be very like comprehensible physics. <laughs> um, and I also formally studied physics, so I kind of know what I'm talking about. Um, but because of last year teaching physics and learning Torah and Hasidus, all, all this, it all intertwined in my head. So this lecture is like the birth of that, <laughs> whatever that was. Um, so yeah. First, let's start with a little exercise. I'm a very like hands-on teacher, so just close your eyes. Trust me. Um, just take a couple of deep breaths. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There's a nice visual that I like, um, where you kind of imagine yourself as an observer, like on a bench, looking at clouds pass. And you can kind of imagine the sky as your, like, your brain, right? And each cloud that passes is a thought. So you have this like constant stream of thoughts. Um, just for a second, I want you to just notice what thoughts come to mind. Maybe they're about like, I need to do laundry. What am I gonna have for lunch? What am I doing with my life? <laughs> just see what they are, let them be. All right, and pick one of them, whatever one's coming to mind first. And no matter what it is, I want you to think of it as like a, like a leaf on a tree. And think about how that leaf's connected to a, like a branch, which is connected to a tree, which is connected to roots. And likewise, whatever thought you have, you can really trace it all back to God, even if it seems very distant. So I want you to just try to do that. Trace it all the way back. All right, you can open your eyes. <laughs> um, hopefully that was a good mental exercise into what we're going to do. Um, but the main point is that literally anything that exists, no matter how distant it seems from God, is God in the end. And you can really train yourself to, to see this. Um, but yeah, let's define some things first. We're really get into it. Um, when I say darkness... What comes to mind? Just tell me. Like, what's a black, black, night. black night? Stars. Stars. What else? What's that? Friday night show. Plagues. Friday night <laughs> Lack show. of light. Lack of light. Okay, good. This is like a. This is a common definition. It's a lack of light. I hate this definition because it requires us to define what light is. <laughs> so let's pause on that. Um, now, when I say light, what do you think of? Bright. Sun. Bright. Yellow. Warm. Yellow. Warm. Good things. Good things. That absence like, of dark. Like spiritually, too. God. The sun. Light beams. The sun, light beams. Okay. All the things are okay. I, what about like a definition for light? These are like examples of light, but what's a good... Lack of darkness. Lack of darkness. <laughs> nice. We have a, we have a circular uh, definition. It moves. It's the fastest thing. It is the fastest thing. 
Do you know any more like actual science of what light is? I know it's like 9.8 liters per second squared. Okay. <laughs> what else? What is it like made of? Fire. Um, <laughs> I know what, how why the sun shines. I don't remember. Oh, oh, photons. Photons? Photons are both photons? particles and waves at the same yep. time. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Here, for the sake of this class, I've come up with my own definition, so you can take, take them or leave them. I'm going to define darkness as the energy that conceals. That's it. The energy that conceals. So what should our definition of light be? Energy that reveals. Energy that reveals. And I think this actually works spiritually and physically, this definition, so I like it. But then we have another problem. We introduced the word energy, and now we have to define that because otherwise I'll go a little crazy. <laughs> um, so what can we define as energy? This is a harder one in my opinion. Something connecting to something to create. Something that flows from a source. Okay, that's a little better. Um, what else? What? A unit? That's how you can measure it. Um, so in physics, we actually don't really have a definition of energy. It's like this thing that we can't really pinpoint, but we know that it's this thing that shape shifts. It can go from heat to movement to all these things. Um, but because we're at a Mayanote seminar, <laughs> I'm going to define energy as a life force from God. That's my definition. A life force from God. It's like, you know how your soul is really keeping you alive? Like I think source or force? Force. I think energy is the really like the soul of all of this. They don't really have a... It's something that can do work. It's not, they don't have a great definition. Like if you dig into it, people admit like we don't know what it is. But energy is a thing that can shape shift from one form to another. Alright. So we good with our definitions? Mm -hmm. Starting easy, starting strong. Okay. Have any of you heard of this book, Might Never Matter? Yeah. It's a great book if you haven't read it. I'm gonna read a little passage from it. Okay. This chapter is about God and nature. And I'm just gonna jump in. All right. Since this unity exists in the Torah and the world is created for the sake of the Torah, as mentioned earlier, it follows that the same is true of the world. One can find a certain unity within all of creation. After all, for the world to be affected by the oneness with Torah, it must possess some degree of unity on its own. This is the reason why even secular sciences, one can find certain unifying concepts that are common to many different areas of nature. Not only can one extrapolate from one area to another, it is even possible to discern the very same concepts within them all, to the extent that one can see the very same basic principles and behavior operating through, throughout nature. So this is going to be like my thesis of what we're talking about. Um, I really think that literally everything that you experience in nature has this kind of spiritual counterpart or vice versa. And by learning the physical, you're actually learning the spiritual in this cool way, if you're able to see it that way. Um, cool. Now we'll get into it. Um, we'll see how much time we have. I prepared a couple things. Um, let's do this first. Um, 
So Erica mentioned earlier that lights this photon. It's basically like a really, really tiny particle that has no mass. Um, and it is a particle. It acts like a particle, but it's also a wave. And we found that out like the late 1800s with James Clerk Maxwell, if you've ever heard of him. Maybe not. But he discovered that light is a wave. <laughs> and I'm not going to go into what he, um, how he figured that out. But the main point is it's a wave. First... I want to hear some examples of light. What's a source of light? Sun. Sun, fire, fire. Stars. stars. Bulb. Bulb. Light bulb. Light, light switch? Lights. No. Electricity. Electricity. Okay. Um, Fireflies. Energy. <laughs> like, the, like the releasing of heat. Okay, that's closer. A glow stick. The glow stick? Okay, you were a little closer. But most of us, when we think of light, we think of something that literally emits. God. You can see it. It's visible. Yeah. Alright, there's actually this huge spectrum of what light can be. Huge, 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 huge. Visible light that you just described is like less than... Here's visible light, here's like purple to red. It takes up like less than a percent of the <laughs> spectrum. So right away... Like, what we see in life and what we comprehend is such a small part of what's actually going on. What's cool is that very recently we discovered, like, what it actually is. So here, visible light. We all know that. Does anyone know what else lies in this spectrum? UV. UV. Yeah, UVs are here. This is the one that burns your skin. X-ray. X-ray. Gamma rays. Yeah. Microwaves. Radio yeah. waves. There's gamma. These are the ones that kill you or help you cure cancer. Is radiation part of gamma rays? Right. This is all radiation. Yeah. All of it. Is visible light like also radiation? Okay, so what's that microwave? And then we have radio. I don't know if someone said that. Wait. Wait, it's a spectrum from gamma to radio? Yeah. And just... here's how the spectrum's like organized. These waves are really high frequency, really close together and then they get a little wider and wider and wider. Wow. So, these are really, really, really tiny. I forgot the example. This is like the size of a football field, these waves. Huge spectrum. But without it, it's not like we decided what these categories are, but really there's like an infinite number of possibilities between oh. these things. Which is mind-blowing <laughs> already. So, that's physical light, yeah. I, I mean, I did, it's a long time since I was in high school. <laughs> so, how is radio on the light spectrum? Right. So, when we think of radio, you think of the thing that you turn on and listen. But radio waves are actually just light that has a big wavelength. I'm going to get to that right now. I'm going to see the question. I'm going to transition. Um, yeah, I'm going to talk about radio. What's cool about these waves is that they, sure, they're like an energy. Like light is, these waves are literally like an energy passing through space, grabbing at three times 10 to the 8 meters per second squared. Mm -hmm. But they can also store information. We figured out how to hack this to store information. It is the most, <laughs> anyways, I'll do it. Are we good on this so far? Little yeah. spectrum? Shortly after Maxwell discovered the electromagnetic spectrum, which is what this is called, some people started building radios, and they became very helpful during the wars. Um, but there's a very 
basic radio system. I'm not going to get into the mechanics because that's not what this class is, but if you want to know later, you can let me know. But a radio is consisted of two things, a transmitter and a receiver. Like a walkie-talkie? Yeah, same thing. Um, now the transmitter has this little box inside that's all mechanical, it's not digital, that takes a sound wave and turns it into an electrical signal. It basically has this antenna, little electrons on it, don't worry if this doesn't make sense to you. It's electrons and it like wiggles them enough to create an electromagnetic wave. Okay. Yeah. It creates this wave here that just travels out in space as far as it can go. And then there's a receiver on the other end that's actually like in tune to pick up that same frequency. Like a very short range, like a very, very tiny range of this. It picks it up, it transforms it back into a sound wave, and then here. So the actual like storage of information, oh, well, actually let me back up. Does anyone is anyone curious how this works? Because I don't need to know. Yeah, I am, but okay. I'll make it short. Um, I was just trying to get an excuse to explain it. <laughs> um, the way all these things work, and many other things, is all in your ear, actually. So we have our ear, the sound waves comes in. You know the sound waves are like perturbations in air? Just like a wave in air. First thing it does is hit your eardrum. You know what our eardrum is, right? Mm -hmm. The eardrum is like this little membrane that just wiggles back and forth like this. That's it. So a loud sound, it'll wiggle more. Shorter sound, it'll wiggle less. That hits this tiny bone in your ear. It's actually the smallest bone in your body. That like starts punching this other thing in your ear called the cochlea. It's a little snail-shaped thing. Do you know this? Mm -hmm. And in the little snail shell, there is. Mm -hmm. There's all these little hairs. But they're all different lengths, like at the very end and the longest. Um, so they're really short ones in the beginning, long, long ones at the end. Do we know why that would be useful? Pick up different frequencies. Exactly. So the small hairs will literally resonate at smaller frequencies. The bigger ones will resonate at higher frequencies. When the hair wiggles, it basically makes a little electrical signal, goes to the brain. And hence, you've just done a transformation from sound to frequency. Really cool. And for wow. rap people, for Sarah, the Fourier transform is literally what your ear does. Anyway, so this transmitter is doing the same thing. It has a little membrane, like an ear trunk, wiggles back and forth. And it turns that mechanical motion into an electrical signal by moving the little electrons. The electrons make a wave. The wave goes through the air. And then the reverse process happens here. Um, so why did I tell you all that? That's a good question. It's cool. <laughs> it is cool. Um, I find it fascinating that we literally hacked nature to store information with light. <laughs> that is I so... If light is waves, then is sound technically light? No. Sound... Yeah, that's a good question. Light is a wave, but it's special because it can move through a vacuum. It doesn't need things to move. Sound is a wave that needs a medium to move, so it needs, like... We need this air right now for the waves to move to your ear. If we were in a vacuum, we wouldn't be hearing each other. But light special can go through anything. So sound isn't like it's not a it's not a particle, but since sound it's is a, a particle, true wave. It's yeah. a true true wave. Just through. Yeah. Okay. It's a different type of wave. Yeah, it's a very different type. Light special too, because it can act like a particle if there's an observer. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. So if there's 
You know the whole, like, if there's no one to hear the sound, does it really happen? This is a thing. The, yeah, what, that, what, that's my question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to not answer this because I kind of planned a whole other lesson on that. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Oh. It's a whole other topic. Until next on the, time. The double slit experiment. experiment. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, okay. So, so we understand how we kind of encode a sound wave into a light wave. Light turns into sound. You hear yes. Now, how fast is that signal moving? A radio wave. How fast? As, as fast as a radio wave. How fast is a radio wave? I don't know. Fast. You said it. But, um, not that fast. Not, not like a gamma ray. It moves at the speed of light. Sound moves at the speed of light. What? Oh, they're all the yeah, same? The signal. The signal's at the speed of light. Isn't that... Sound like, I thought it was at like Mach 3. Isn't that... No. That's... <laughs> there is such a thing as faster than the speed of sound. <sighs> yeah. Sounds really, really... S- oh, sound. Slow compared to light, but but the speed of the signal is the speed it's of light, light, which to it's us is instantaneous. Oh, so wild! So you could get more information from a gamma ray in the same amount of time that you could get from a radio wave, but it's the same speed. Yeah, they have the same speed. It depends, like because we have air here, it slowed down a little bit. Yeah. The vacuum, they're all the same. In a vacuum, they're all the same. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Here's another cool thing. Here's the Earth. Hopefully, you know what that is. <laughs> and here's like a radio tower. That is not to scale. <laughs> um, now, these waves, without like in a vacuum, they're just gonna kind of go straight, kind of. For now. They're gonna go straight. But because we have this thing called the ionosphere, does anyone know what ion means? Yeah. Ion is just something that's positive or negative. It has a charge. But basically, there's stuff around the Earth. And we love this stuff because it's a shield from the harmful rays of the sun. The sun does emit all of this, by the way. And we have all these shields that protect us from different levels of this radiation. So the ozone layer is within the ionosphere? Yeah. Okay. What's important about the ionosphere is that it actually bends these rays back to us. So let's say you have a wave that's kind of escaping the Earth like so. It's actually going to bounce back like this. Cool. And actually go all around the Earth. And some of the waves, if you point them right and have AM specifically, they'll actually go around. Uh, FM. FM, this is a different topic, but FM is better because it's more crisper. It doesn't pick up as much noise, but it doesn't travel as far. So that's why we use FM for local stations and AMs more like all of these. Also, do you, do we think we know what noise is on the radio now? I'm sure not. <laughs> Can we guess? It is like other sound waves and things. Or yeah. Something kicked up within the radio yeah. spectrum. Specifically, are they crashing? Most of the time, you hear the crackles. Yeah. It's the sun. Oh, no, what? I didn't know the that. Sh- That's the cool. And on the TV, the static. The static is the sun. What? Because it hits the sun waves. The sun is making the sun is making radio waves like in that frequency. Uh, that's so scary. <laughs> oh, like the sun makes all of our. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Cool, huh? <laughs> Dude, this is cool. Um, okay. So much better in school. With whatever, all I said. Okay, this is like the physics part, and I'm going to tie it to Torah. Can I just ask you one yeah. Can you just explain in a sentence how you got from light waves to sound waves? How did they transfer? How did, how did that transfer happen? There's this little membrane in here that looks like an eardrum. And, okay, wait, let's say you're talking. These are your sound waves. This, you're like talking here. It's the membrane. The membrane vibrates back and forth, and then there's this kind of like electrical plate that turns it into a current. 
and then the current shakes this antenna back and forth. And when you move anything with a charge, you create an electromagnetic wave. I'm not going to go into that <laughs> right now. Okay. Um, so it's and then it turns into a light wave and, and travels, and then it turns back into a sound wave. Yeah. So this picks it up. It's like tuned to pick up that specific Yeah. So the sun is emitting all of those rays. Yeah. It. Not literally the whole. It's but like a lot of them. Most like, of them. I mean, definitely. Yeah. But is, I mean, that's. Yeah. But. Um, do other things do that, or just the sun? Yeah. How about like bananas? I know that bananas are radioactive. You radiate things. Um, <laughs> I heard them. Bananas. Oh, I forgot. Infrared. Infrared's right here. Yeah. You've seen infrared cameras, right? It's like yeah. yeah. That's the mm -hmm. heat. Um, yeah. Also, side note, gamma rays were kind of discovered by Marie Curie, another a fellow Jew. She is? Who really started the whole radiotherapy. No, Mariah Curie. Marie Curie. <laughs> Well, I, know. I, I know who we're talking about. <laughs> okay, why? No, I just want to know that we're curious. Jewish. Jewish. That's the point. Mariah Carey. How is this? What's the point that's on the again? No. Oh. Oh. Yeah. What's the first utterance in Bernese? Oh, I don't know. Is that first utterance in Bernese? Yes. It's in front of me. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. First one, the first utterance. God, light and dark. No, you said it. It's in front of me. It's God so in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Start here. Oh, start there. God, God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. Okay. God said, "Let there be light." What did we literally do in radio, and with internet phones? Bring light. We we're, transmitted we sound to light. We're packing literally the word of God into light. We did this like really cool circular thing. And the point I want to make is that we created this, we literally revealed this part of nature that allows us to do something incredible, oh, like okay. instant communication. Mm -hmm. um, but how powerful is it if we encode light with ideas of God? And to be meta, like if anyone's listening to this recording, <laughs> my phone's doing the same thing. By me speaking, just saying Hashem right now, I'm literally encoding like God's name into light, and then someone's receiving it. Really cool. So maybe a cool thing to be mindful of what we put on like social media, what we say over the phone, what we put out there into recordings, and just in general, because we have the power to literally transform something very strange and ethereal into like into God. Like we have that potential. Um, and the Rebbe actually speaks about radio in here too. Let's see. Um, just read here up to here. Yeah. You can read the title too. The medium is the message. Television. The medium is the message. Television and radio serve as fitting analogies for aspects of Torah and Mitzvah. They teach us how there is an eye that sees and an ear that hears. The fact that in the physical world there exists the possibility to instantaneously see and hear sights and sounds that take place in far-flung locations allows us to more realistically extrapolate to God's capabilities, the heavenly eye and ear. Shall he who implants the ear not hear? Shall he who performs the eye not see? God's abilities are of course not limited at all. Anything that someone says or does, even in the most private of rooms, is simultaneously recorded above. And all your deeds are transcribed in a book, as the Mishnah concludes. 
Well, she recorded a book? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So now we're, this idea of like all your deeds being recorded for God, or we brought that down to earth. Whatever. Wow. Yeah. So be careful what you say around your phone because it's always listening. <laughs> Moral of the story. <laughs> yeah, everything. Thanks. All right. Any questions on that? Because I'm going to move on to a different yeah. idea. If I'm talking, is there someone who can tune into? Oh, there would have to be a transmitter. There would have to be a transmitter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I heard, like, I'm on the, sometimes when I'm on the radio, I, like, in random places, I hear other people's phone calls and it goes through my radio. Yeah, or, they might be truck drivers that use, like, like, a. Or, like, one time radio, like, I was driving to Canada and I heard, like, a plane, like, the people, you know, like, they talk about. Mm-hmm. Is that like the movie? Yeah. 
They could say like the sun, they could say like a person, they all put bees. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going to move on to the second thing. No, don't be wasting a good picture of this okay. Somebody else take a picture of this. I can, wait, I can, oh, I can do stuff over here, it's okay. Okay, no. It's alright, we'll take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're going to talk about black holes. Nice, nice. <laughs> I'm not going to talk too much because to me this an analogy is a little flawed, but I'm just going to tell you enough to understand what I'm trying to get across. Um, so we know what a black hole is. Mm -hmm. yeah. Does anyone know? Actually, I went back up and talk about gravity because <laughs> um, we have to to understand this. Mm -hmm. um, there's a really nice, we've talked about this, there's a really nice visual of how gravity works. Basically, imagine in your head you have this black, flexible like fabric, like spandex. Got it? Mm -hmm. If you put a marble in the center, what's the fabric going to look like? It's going to dip a little bit. What if I put a bowling ball in the fabric? Mm -hmm. Dip farther. Gravity is this idea of this bending of the fabric of space-time, because we literally have this like kind of fabric. Of course, this demo is limited because our space isn't two-dimensional like the mm -hmm. fabric. But the point is that mass is warping the space around it. And so here's, here's like a little... So here's your bowling ball. Um, and as a side, if you have like a beam of light right here, how do you think the light's gonna bend? It's gonna, the, all light does is follow the path of space. So this light has to follow the path of space. It's gonna follow the path of space. It takes out like this. It takes like the fastest route around. It takes the fastest route around. Why is the fastest route not to skip the whole center? It's not really the fastest. <laughs> If you were to like that's look another at conversation. conversation. Yeah, it's like a plane will like go around the Earth sometimes mm -hmm. instead of just like straight. Up it depends how the light's shining too, but as a general rule of thumb, the light just follows the path that's given. It doesn't have mass. It doesn't have like this desire to go haywire. Just go Just follows the path. Um, so when you have something called a supernova explosion. <laughs> Or when a star <laughs> dies. So a star can die. Like a, We know what a star is. A star is this big ball of energy that emits all these kinds of radiation. It emits light. It's a source. Source of light is something we talk about a lot in Hasidus. And it's often used to represent God. Um, but I'm going to twist it a little bit. Yeah. How long is the star's lifespan? I don't know a number off the top of my head. Is it like... Really long. Like... <laughs> Hundreds of years? Or no, like millions. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Um, so anyways. Like days? No. Oh. Yeah. 
Like space is, you can think of space as fabric, and masses will actually warp how space is. This is not something that we see, besides how things are like. Actually, let me go into this a little more. You can erase as necessary if you want. By the way, this this idea of the fabric warping. Do you know who came up with that? You. Yeah, which one? Einstein. 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 I love you. Um, okay, here's the earth. Do you know how if I drop anything, it'll fall towards the earth? We're all falling towards the center. There's this thing where the closest, closer you are to the center, the faster you're falling. The farther away you are, the slower you're falling. This is why actually we have the ISS station, station like circling around us. It's just high enough where it's constantly falling. It's not like really, it's orbiting, but it's not like, it's not like it has this set path somehow that it made it, we made. It's just in a constant state of falling, just enough that it doesn't fall into the earth. But not enough that it shoots out into space. Um, but that's like another way you can see this gravity at work. Um, but anyways, if a star dies, it collapses, it condenses into this really, 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 really small mass. And if it's heavy enough, what do you think happens to our little blanket? It goes, it breaks. It doesn't break, it goes really, really, really far down. So, oh, that's really cool. That just looks worse. <laughs> bottom, this is what we call the singularity, that little that thing that's really massive. Um, the black hole at the center of our galaxy is the weight of four million of our suns, mm. for reference. Whoa. But it's like the size of a... It's actually, you know how big it is? It's infinitely small. <laughs> Crazy. Infinitely small, but also infinitely heavy? <laughs> well, it's not infinitely heavy. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Infinitely why is a star exploding make such a big because it's because so much gravity pulls it all the way down. It's big, it condenses into something very small and then heavy and then you're for small amounts. I mean things can just like it has to exist at a certain point. Yeah. So but for our comprehension we can't it's not something we can measure. We also cannot get into a black hole because we never come out. Right. So this was all this is all speculation. It's math from Einstein's general relativity. It was a theory, but then we literally found black holes in the universe. We know that it's true. He had the theory before we knew there were black holes? Yeah. Yes. He predicted it. Yeah. Smart Yeah. And then Stephen Hawking came up with the Hawking radiation. And then another Jew, Leonard Susskind, who's a great book on black holes. He came up with how information is actually encoded around the outside of the black hole. Information? Information stored on the outside of it. What, like, like light or mm -hmm. radio? Like, what kind of? Information. Bits. <laughs> Nothingness. Like, your photos that got lost are on the How many, like, gigabytes? Keys. <laughs> yeah. You can actually figure out how much information is lost in a black hole. This is a thing. Anyways. <laughs> As some of you know, if light, if you shine light into a black hole, what happens to it? It, it gets, gets stuck. Yeah, it gets. It gets well, over here. Scientific term. Over here, this is the 
Event Horizon. If you've ever seen a picture of that black hole, mm -hmm. it has this like little ring around it mm -hmm. from like a lensing effect. Um, but around here, lights just it just kind of freezes in place, and then past this point, it gets sucked up into this black hole. We don't really know what happens to it. Freezes. Not the point of this talk. <laughs> but <laughs> light comes in. Is the black hole the bottom point? This is the black. Well, this is the singularity of it. We kind of call this whole the thing the black, black hole. hole. So where's gravity? What happens to our gravity? It's at the bottom. Gravity is this effect of so where are space we? bending. The space bending. No. Like anything yeah. heavy, it just has it space. It didn't get pulled down to the Earth, did it? No, no, no. This is where like out in space. Out in space. Way out in space. It pulls out gravity like in that. It doesn't pull out gravity. Gravity is just everywhere. Imagine space is your blanket that you imagine, right? Yeah. Gravity yeah. is this effect. Where the blanket sags based on how much mass is there. Earth. Not into Earth. No. Okay. It's okay. Um, okay. I'm gonna have Eric. I'm gonna have you read something. We're gonna put this aside for a second, and then you'll see why I brought this up. <laughs> okay. This is the philosophy of Chabad. It's a great book. Um, and there's a snippet in here about the original Simsum. <clears throat> Do we know what Simsum is by this point? Mm -hmm. Contractions. Contraction. Okay. I'm going to have you read this snippet. It goes to the next okay. page. Know that before the emanations were emanated and the creatures created, there was a simple supernal light filling up all reality, and there was no vacant space whatsoever. And when it rose in his simple, i.e. uncaused desire to create the world's, and to bring forth the emanated beings in order to reveal his perfection of his acts, his names, and his attributes, this being the reason for the creation of the worlds. The Ein Sof contracted Simsum, Sim, yeah. Simsum. Simsum himself is the central point within him, in the very center of his light, contracting that light and withdrawing himself toward the periphery around the central point, thus leaving a vacant place and sphere, an empty void, within the very center. All right, let's pause there for a second. Okay. So when I first read this, I thought of how a black hole is formed. I just imagine like this bright light, like white void. And then within it, you kind of have this opening of a void, which I, Maybe to me, I see, I see like, exactly. Um, and yeah, okay. The nature of this symptom is to reveal the root of judgment in order subsequently to introduce the attribute of judgment into the worlds. For the attribute of chesed it extends without limit, while that of judgment acts only by weight and measure. After that simsum, when there retained an empty when there retained an empty space and vacant an empty sphere within the center of light of the Ein Sof, as stated above, a place was provided for the emanated, created, formed, and made beings to exist therein. Thereupon he extended one straight line from his peripheral light downward toward the center of that space, the uppermost tip of which issuing from the Einsof itself and touching it. And in that space, he caused all the words, worlds to be emanated, created, formed, and made. So when I first read that, you think I, it's always crazy to me how it is Simsum itself that creates matter, if you've read this concept. Like you start from light and all the spiritual worlds, and then somehow through contraction to the yeah. bottom, we get stuff. Yeah. Like this stuff. I'm like, how is that? That makes no sense to me. But if you keep going down this black hole, what do you have at the very bottom? Stuff. Stuff. This is pure stuff. <laughs> pure stuff at the bottom with the singularity. Um, 
So contractions create matter, so you're saying assumption? Yeah. Um, does like what? Does the does it like break apart? Like do, do the other like mass like matter? Does it break apart into light at that point? Because it's so much like it doesn't break it apart into light. Just breaks into like, like its own tiny. Are you talking about something that like down there? Level? Like, does it break into? So it doesn't break into light because that's a different part. It's not attracted on itself. It's proton. Yeah. It fell into Proton's itself. There's no space between the stuff. Yeah. There's also from this book I pulled some nice words for simsum if that's a word that doesn't resonate with you. We have concentration, contraction, withdrawal, and the last one is shrinkage. Shrinkage is the one that really, really works here. Um, you see it like a like a dried fruit. Is yeah. Taking out all the moisture. Exactly. You're just taking. Exactly. What does that mean that the singularity is just pure stuff? Isn't a black hole like absolute nothingness? It's not nothingness. No, like no vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say that because space is a vacuum. Um, we don't know exactly, but it's a space where everything gets jumbled. Like the light that comes in turns into pure information. We don't really know what that means. In the black hole. In the black hole. Everything's like discombobulated, but it's still there. And it's just in a different form. just a concentration of all that stuff? Yeah. yeah. From the star, too. Um, I don't have much else to say about that one. I just thought it's just simply a nice visual for this original Simsum. Can you just repeat what you just said? <laughs> sure. Um, about this, like from this? In your own words, what you Simpson? just read. Um, okay, this is how I imagine it. Okay. We start off, God is just all light and chaos and uh -huh. infinity. Uh -huh. And then within himself, he kind of opened up this void. Uh -huh. I imagine like a black hole in my head. And then in that void, he shines rays of his light into the void. Not all of his being. He shines rays into this void. And as it falls, it goes through all these different layers where it gets kind of like contracted and like, yeah. not lesser, but it loses, it diminishes. Freakish. Shrinkage. But at the very bottom, you have stuff. This is like our hierarchy, which is the same like what Esther was te teaching oh, us. Spheres. Yeah, it's like the four worlds. At the top, you have all this light at the bottom, and you have all these transformations that happen along the way. At the bottom, you have our physical world. That's nice. That's it. Where's the black hole in the world? Like, which world is it in? This is the space that was created for the worlds to exist. So, so it would be like the top. The top? Okay. Like absolute would be like this event horizon. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. What is, what's the significance? What's the event horizon again? This is where light stops moving. And turns into information? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So can you say the matter that you found in this black hole? Um, it can. Like if you were to throw your cell phone into the, that black hole at a certain point. It's not like it. It's not like your phone would fall all the way down and then hit the singularity and join it. At a certain point, it would completely break apart into not matter, just information. It's, it's yeah. We can talk about that later because okay. I, yeah. Not all the matter from like this supernova like goes into black hole, right? Doesn't some of it like disseminate into yeah. the universe? Yeah, but you have this core of a star that's going to implode in on itself. Right. So I guess. The other light that travels in the other person, how does that impact 
the rest of the universe, or I guess the rest of the galaxy, like outside of like. But what's cool is that we can actually pick up. We have right. like stations that pick up different waves. Like for example, there's like a radio wave telescope. Mm -hmm. cool. So let's say there was an explosion, and it sent light to us, or like all of the universe. We pick it up, and we can tell that there was a supernova explosion like X number of years ago, mm -hmm. and therefore there's a black hole there. And that's how. But it takes like a very long, very time long time for us to see that yeah. information. Yeah. Do we know which direction it's coming from, or is that like not really a good question? Over. I mean, like, like it's coming from that way, <laughs> or that like doesn't make sense. No, it, so it comes small. wherever your station is. That's I know, but like to. from where? Like, can yeah, we? You know. You know. We know exactly where. You, you, this is you do? Oh. Yeah, yeah, this is part of how we've mapped out like different stars and where they cool. are. Cool. Yeah. Um, there's another... Actually, I'm going to skip this part. I'm going to go to like... Questions. Yeah. So do you think of black holes as a ball of stuff rather than an actual hole? Like is the hole like the outside kind of? The majority of it is this like this blanket being like pulled down. That's the majority of it. Right, but the center would be a ball of stuff. Yeah. The bottom. The bottom of it. Yeah. So to complete your analogy, our world could, is almost like the ball at the bottom of the black hole. Exactly. Physicality. That's us. We're yeah. Like and this is where the analogy breaks down for me, is that we can receive light, like the light can come in, but in black hole the light doesn't come out. Mm -hmm. But for us, we have this beautiful thing where when we do mitzvahs and we have kavana and all this stuff, we can actually we actually take light and send it back up to Hashem, and it's transformed light. Oh, That's where this breaks down. But and like we can like take something like mundane and like elevate, elevate it. it. But you you're literally elevating these sparks of light, and they go back up to to God. It's a two way street here. Yeah, and I've heard before. I can't find a source for this, but I heard that. Um, the light that we've transformed that goes back up is like a greater light than the light wow. that has shot back down to us. So it's almost like, it does. So I almost think. God sent the light down to go kind of get sent back up. Yeah, then he, then he just put some mirrors, you know. Then you have, and there's, and it's not like, like, why would you have a neshama go down, for example, live on this earth as long as we live on this earth? 120 healthy years mm -hmm. and just go back as we were before. Like, what was the yeah. point? That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. We've got no benefit. But if our work here enhances our soul, then we go back enhanced. So, yes. Yeah. I like the word break down. No, I think of this, like, when we talk about the four worlds and Simsum and all these mechanisms, I think of it as this machine that's purpose is to turn light into higher light. That's it. Like when you when you when we do all this like Kabbalah stuff and it's like why the heck did God choose to do that? It's part of the machine to like to go through these filters and transform it. Kind of like what? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. All right, I've been it. Machine that turns on, but it's this like all these worlds, the system, everything. It's this machine that takes God's light brings it down to the lowest of the low, and transforms it back up to a better light. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. a little bit like, mm -hmm. intercircle. Yeah. I mean, we have, have to be more powerful in order to get back up there. Exactly. Like in the black yes. hole. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Like gives it the extra ener energy boost. Mm -hmm. But you know what makes 
a lot of sense, you know, like Einstein's equals MC squared. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what this means? No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. energy, energy equals matter, mass, something. For those of you who don't know, this is why the um, nuclear explosions were created as because of this equation. But we realized, Einstein realized, that you can actually transform pure mass into pure light, and vice versa, you can turn light into mass. Um, and they're just, like the thing, between, this is the thing I'm, it's hard to define, is energy. Energy is like this life force that goes between things, it shapeshifts. It's the thing that shapeshifts between things. And the two main things here is mass and light. You can actually figure out, like you can use this, you can plug in what your mass is, let's say you're like 70 kilos. You can multiply it by the speed of light, and you can figure out how much energy you're storing in your body. And how much light you could technically be. Is light? C is light? It's the speed of light. Squared. Okay, the C is that equation. Yeah, the speed, speed of light. light. But you can technically figure out how much light you are. <laughs> no, so, oh, I want to hear all light. I'm saying how many. I can't think of another way to put this. I'm sorry, but how many votes, how many like, cities I can blow up if I was. Ooh, all my energy we could figure that out. Yeah? Yeah. We can do that after class, so it's a big <laughs> well, so you come up with a better example of what you would do with the light. Like, power to speed up. No, like, yeah, like, because a yeah. nuclear explosion, yeah. it's a very, very small mass. So I can power, like, the earth. Yeah. I don't know what happened. We can do a napkin calculator. Power by fire. Alright, alright, let me wrap up. I'm going to take the briefing. We can do that, too. Okay, cool. Couple main points here. Not just one. Um, hopefully you see that the physical action mirrors the spiritual if you are crazy enough to see it, like me. <laughs> if you have a screw loose. Um, but this is not an idea that I came up with. I'm gonna have Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Raquel read Perke Avo. It's bookmarked. It's chapter two, the first verse. Should be bookmarked. We love Pirke Avo. Okay. Ravi said, which, Ravi said, which is the proper path for man to choose for himself? Whatever brings beauty to the person that does it and is beautiful to mankind. Mm. And keep going. This next page. Be as careful with a minor mitzvah as with a major one, for you do not know the reward for mitzvah. Consider the loss incurred when performing a mitzvah against its reward and, and the gain obtained by committing a sin against the loss it incurs. Reflect upon three things, and you will not come to sin. Know what is above you, an eye that sees, an ear that hears, and that all your deeds are recorded in a book. So first, the last part we talked about, the eye that sees, the ear that hears, this is something that we've physically uh, manifested. But there's something else I want to go into. It says specifically, know what is above you. And in the commentary there, it talks about how know what that is above you means that whatever is in the celestial world is from you. It is dependent on your actions. Yeah, I recall you found it, it's there. But whatever we do here in the physical world, it is happening in the spiritual this other way, just like how important our actions are. Even though we're at the lowest of the low, we're the world of action. It's okay, it all goes, it all goes back up. Um, cool. And then lastly, Lauren, I'm gonna have you read from the Tanakh. Isaiah 30, 19 to 30, 20. It's a bookmark. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Makeshift bookmark. 
Wait, right here in ten twenty. For people who will okay. For a people who will dwell in Zion, in Jerusalem, you will not have to weep. He will surely show you grace at the sound of your outcry. When he hears, he will answer you. The Lord will give you a meager bread and scant water. Your teacher will no longer be hidden behind his garment. Your eyes will behold your teacher. So when I read like this idea that the teacher won't be hidden behind the garment, I think of this definition we came up with of darkness, of concealment. The garment is like this concealed thing. Um, and I want to drive away the darkness, the concealment is not bad. I actually, my rabbi told this, shout out to Rabbi Yair Yellen. He told me that if you're taking light and dark, Hashem is actually closer and more analogous to dark. Of course, we can't split God into two things. So why is God actually closer to this idea of darkness? He's concealed. He's concealed. But this whole point of us bringing Mashiach and in this prophecy of like the time to come, we know that this like garment, this concealment is going to be lifted and there's just going to be light. revelation, this light revealment. Um, so... Another wow. main point. Yeah, cool. What? Cool. The black hole is going to turn into light. The <laughs> <laughs> white hole. Yeah. It's going to be an earth again. <laughs> um, but in like, I mean, in my strange journey of doing a lot of science and engineering, I was always like itching to figure out like what the heck is all of this and what's going on. Um, but at the co- like, I was regretting it first. I'm like, I just wasted all this brain power on something that they don't actually care about but it's actually the reverse like by looking through what we've revealed and we've revealed so much in the last century like wow. so much the fact that you have a phone right now it's just mind-blowing on its own um but we literally are revealing by doing this by doing this these physical things we can't be stuck and like oh i'm gonna go off into a mountain and just be spiritual and be dumb all the time it's not the point why are we on a physical world why are we all the way down here at this terrifying singularity because we have the power to lift it all back up to light and we have everything we need already to do so um and i'll leave you with one last thing <laughs> i'm sure some of you have heard this the word for nature in hebrew is hatava which is the gematria the gematria for it is 86 what is also the gematria 86 you know elohim and I read somewhere too that Elohim is actually like the light of God. So, nature, light of God, they're the same. They're equal. This is the proof. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, that's all I got. Thank you. <laughs>